0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban, and I'm Chris Blonsky, and we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, how you doing, sir?
1: Good. Holding down this whole podcast all by myself, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad you you know finally decided to show up and you know come back to us. Yeah. Well, it
0: didn't sound like you were alone when you did your show last week with your wife. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. But this officially means I've done more episodes than you have. So that's not superior no, host. No, oh, wait, it, no. yeah, It's 100% true. No, it has. Because yeah. I was like, because you've also taken time off and I've done mm-hmm. episodes, but I think I've taken off one more episode than you. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I will lord it over you forever, Mike. <laughs> Until you eventually take it off yourself, probably in like a week. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. We'll see. We'll see how it all works.
0: Yeah. Here I am. I'm, I'm in the new digs. We we were moved in last week. I was not ready. I mean, I'm sure you heard the the sound quality of my cut-ins last week. Yeah,
1: sound like you're using your your headset microphone and everything. I yeah. was.
0: I was. A lot of a lot of the equipment was still packed away when you messaged me to be like, "Are you going to be good to go?" And I was like, "No." no god no (laughs) (laughs) well because it was sort of up in the air for a little bit
1: like you were like well maybe i'll be back but maybe not and i assumed that the answer was no but
0: i figured i would check anyway yeah no my computer my computer was set up but the mics weren't set up and honestly i was just way too damn exhausted by the time it got to that i don't know because i did do an edit of last week's episode but it was not to my usual standards Mm -hmm. basically i just played it and if there was something worth cutting out, I cut it out. And if there wasn't, I just left it all. There. Yeah, that, that's what I said to Tiff is I looked at the length
1: of the raw audio that I sent you and the length of the episode. It's like, it's like 15
0: seconds of stuff removed. Yeah, I didn't do much. <laughs> about I it. didn't yeah. do much. It was pretty funny, too, because also I I did the same thing with Burnt Popcorn. The episode Mm -hmm. of Burnt Popcorn that went up this week was The Lost World, and it was also very, very poorly edited. (laughs) The the (laughs) only thing I edited out, I played through the entire episode. The only thing I edited out was one section where Laura burped and then said, please edit that out. And then I did. And then your wife burped in our episode, but she didn't ask me to edit out. So I left it there. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Very classy, Mike. Well, you also were talking about something at the same time, so it was kind of like impossible for me to yeah. remove the burp without really. It makes your it point. tough. Yeah,
1: my mixing board just dumps it all to one audio and I didn't want to go through the whole thing of getting
0: Zencaster working on two computers and yeah. Of course, of course. But yeah, no, so so we we did the move in and it it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but not like a bad one, just like an inconvenient one, if that makes sure. sense. We moved in we get we took moved in on the on the Friday of not last week but the week before and we moved our stuff in and the moving process went really well until one of the movers slipped and fell on one of my things oh <laughs> yeah oh. like I don't mean like he fell on like a box I mean like I have one of those clear rolly mats for my desk chair okay yeah and yeah. he stepped on it and didn't see it and he slid and pulled his groin maybe? oh nice maybe and that was a little like ooh, I, I, is that my fault i don't know yeah. i mean it but, was but a- the important thing is did he break any of your stuff no oh no, well then who no. cares you know no, none, of the, <laughs> none of the stuff got broken yeah the painting got done and then and that was the other thing too because they painted when we took possession of the house and then we were also hoping to get the floors done as well but because of that darn covid floor supplies were a little behind so we actually Mm. weren't able to get the floors done until a week later okay yes yeah Yeah, so we were already in the house when that happened so the movers they thankfully they did not take a chunk out of anything when they were moving everything around (laughs) hilariously one thing that i thought was really funny was we have these bookshelves they were the bookshelves that used to sit behind me when i did the podcast in the old house right and the thing about those was because our old basement was very short. It was a very short basement. Those bookcases were replacements for bookcases that were too tall to fit in that basement. Right. Well, the new replacement bookcases were too wide to fit down the stairwell into this basement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. So you can't see it, but on one hand, there's behind me, there are a ton of Rubbermaid containers, but off to my right, is a hallway full of boxes of all the things that should be on these bookcases that cannot go downstairs. So we're going to have to disassemble them entirely and then reassemble them down here to get them down because of the way that they're built. It's, it's Ikea furniture and it's like one, like the Edens are the, are one big piece so yeah. like to take it apart you literally have to take the top and the sides and the bottom off and then the little pieces in the side are all going to have to come out one by one we yeah. have to completely going to have to disassemble and reassemble these and i'm yeah
1: not really well it, it wouldn't be a move without an unexpected thing like that yeah. i guess with ikea now you have to just pray that it goes back together <laughs> yes know? they're yes. usually good for one assembly but two assemblies yeah you roll in the dice.
0: There was a few things in the last move that I remember. There was a wardrobe that we had to take apart to to get into the new house. And and we managed to do that. This time, we actually just gave that wardrobe to the people who moved into the house. Nice. We, we, to, we asked them. We were like, hey, do you want this? Because we know there's not a lot of closet space. This is what we own it for. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll take it. And we are like, awesome. Because we had nowhere to put this in the new house. Nice. So, but also, as I said, we didn't get the floors done right away. So anything that needed to go upstairs didn't go upstairs because we would have had to move it all again to get the floors done. So the only things that were upstairs were two beds and William's dresser. And that was it for a week. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's a little thin, little thin living. Yeah. So it it actually worked out to be kind of a blessing in disguise that we didn't own living room furniture because now we actually have like an honest to goodness living room area in our new house. We did not Mm. have that in the old house. Our living room was our basement. And now our basement is fun place where I get to do fun things like this and play video games. But then we have the living room where we can have people over and sit and maybe you know watch a hockey game or something. I don't ever expect that to be the a thing hockey happens. game, Mike. <laughs> what I mean, hey, I have a lot of like family members that are like, "Sports are great. Can I throw on the lease game in the background?" And I'd be like i don't care you know that's that's
1: (laughs) okay okay that's better clarification i was like
0: have you gotten into sports no 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 but that's the kind of situation that i'm thinking of that upstairs will will happen but with that like that room so because we don't have any furniture there we have literally no couches no chairs no television anything like that that made for a very great place to put all of this crap that we had nowhere to put yeah so that that all went there. And once they finally finished the floors, we were able to move all of that stuff upstairs. And, and now we kind of we kind of have a house again. There's, there's still all the boxes down here. Eventually, we're going to have to find a time to, to disassemble all those shelves and set them up and then get all that stuff back and and available for everyone to see and get the games back on the shelves and the books back on the shelves and all that fun stuff. Right. For now, I, I live in a fortress of cardboard and uh, no one can stop me. While I plan my cardboard box dreams. <laughs> well, well, good. I'm glad you're seeing
1: the positive in all this, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and also,
0: I feel like the cardboard is very good sound
1: dampening as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be right. Yeah, when you yeah. have
1: any of the echoes. so well, there you go. You might as well just leave it up forever.
0: Yeah, just leave it all here. It'll save yeah. me some money for buying like the sound dampening panels I was talking about a while ago. Yeah, I don't right. need you to your own. You can make your own sound dampening panels, Mike. I'm you're just an artist. Cardboard everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but. I I thought that it would be fun to to fill you in on how William's been doing with the move. Okay. So pretty good, actually pretty good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd be surprised if he was very upset about something.
0: Yeah, no, uh, there was only the one day that he was like old house and we're like, no, new house, new house. And he's like, "Mm, old house, Mm, new house. But the first night he did not take well to the first night. He, he woke up in the middle of the night, realized he wasn't at his old house got very upset sure that was the first night and then since then he slept pretty much perfectly but where the real issue has come to play is when we're eating dinner okay because now the living room and the dining room are the same room versus up previous house where it was kitchen and then dining room table and that was it mm-hmm. so now William just wants to run around the house and, and not eat dinner when we're it's dinner time because, oh, look at all of these places that I can go and and do. And and oh, it's it's getting him to eat and sit and eat has been a bit of a, a nightmare. And we've started to rely a little too much on oh, just throw of on and he'll eat. So, yeah, so it's been. It's been difficult. We've actually had to put a limit onto the number of times that Blippi is now watched in the evenings to... Oh, uh, yeah. To, yeah, to, a little to, excessive. Yeah, yeah, to to stem that tide kind of a thing, and yeah, it's been an interesting time. No.
1: We can relate. We I think we talked about on the episode before, when Tiff was here, that we pulled all the iPads from all the meals and everything like that, and the first day or two was a little rough, but after that, he seems to have adapted pretty good. He might ask for it now and then, so... Overall, Mike,
0: I think it's a good life choice for sure. Yeah, I feel I feel like that that is the case. You know what? No, no it was not a good life choice. I, I can tell you this. this okay, is not, let's hear this it. is not a not a William choice, but this was a Mike choice. It was a very foolish choice that was made, and that was I hurt my back because of all the moving stuff. As you can oh, imagine, okay. As you, Did you imagine, not lift with your legs, Mike. Who's got time for that? You're in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. So I, at, by the end of, of the move of all the stuff upstairs, I had a bit of a sore back. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd say a little more sore than usual. And my boss, because I, I, I went back to work last week, as I, my boss is, uh, he's, suffers from a lot of back problems. So I asked him, when you have back pain, what do you do? And he sent me a bunch of videos of stretching and you know how everything's all connected right like you know Mm -hmm. the the leg bones connect to the whatever whatever right you know it's all connected so he sends me the stretch and it's like a leg stretch and it's supposed to help my lower back and i'm like okay i mean i know it's 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 all connected but i don't see how this leg stretch will help and the first time i did it i felt my spine go like like adjust in like three places and all i did was lift my leg and i was like Oh, this is the stuff. This is what I need to do. So I kept stretching and kept stretching and kept stretching. And I completely overstretched my leg, my left leg and my right leg, more so my left leg than my right leg. It it sort of started to hit me on Friday of last week that sitting down was very painful. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So is it, is it just like stiff legs? Then is that what you're dealing with? It like it's actually gotten to the point where I've been having really bad muscle spasms. Like I oh, can look oh, at so my like
1: a pulled muscle kind yeah, of yeah. Like I, like okay. I look at
0: my calf and it's like popping like it's popcorn or something. Like it's it's oh. been a bit it been a bit interesting. I was talking to my neighbor actually before we started doing the podcast and she's like I can't help but notice you're limping and I explained to her that entire story and she's like you should probably see a doctor and I'm like well, maybe i got i got cold cream <laughs> like, you know <laughs> so that's kind of been the way that i've been going on it it's getting better like today i was able to like friday i was literally lying on the floor instead of working just like oh like i couldn't do it and right you might see me get out of this chair and do the rest of the podcast on my knees because being on my knees apparently is not as bad as, as sitting down is but obviously it's been a lot more manageable for me today I, right. it all comes down to height like the the height of this chair is pretty good for keeping my legs to not hurt very much but you want to know what a bad height is is uh the toilet uh, that's not a good height <laughs> yeah. for sitting you're, right now you do on the old like drop the last foot of the way sort of thing it's been i i, I would say i've been sitting But it's kind of like, uh, 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 right? Okay, uh, like like dancing around on the seat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not been, it's not been fun. No, no.
1: well, we've all been there, Mike. We've all been there. Yeah, so I feel bad for you because yeah,
0: there's nothing worse than back pain. Oh, yeah, my back, my back is actually like fine. It's um, all my legs right now. Like my back got better after a couple of days. It's still stretches. I did the stretches. healed my back. Walks. You got to go your walks, man. That'll do it. I, I've been doing it for walks, huh? but now they're more of like slight limps around the neighborhood. <laughs> <Limps>. <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> well, yeah. just don't break out your walker. That's all. That's all we ask, you know?
0: Oh my God. I was like half tempted to ask my dad to borrow his knee surgery. Pain. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> well, Mike, if you need a physio guy, let me know and I'll, I'll put you in touch
0: oh yeah that's true you know that's right i go every
1: every month for a little adjustment and a little they just take a look and make everything sure everything's going well and it works for me so
0: that's great that's Mm -hmm. great but hey what else is working for you in the world of ben
1: not a ton this week mike it's mostly tech stories for me but ben has gotten really into marvel characters like captain america and the hulk especially he has a captain America shirt and you know, we've been kind of dealing with the whole monster thing and stuff over the last little while. And so, you know, Tiff had the great idea that, well, captain America's not afraid of any of this stuff. And she explained what the shield was. Cause that's what his shirt is. And he was like, Oh, okay. All right. The shield, it keeps me safe and everything like that. And so now he's all about the Avengers. You know, he knows that you know, Thor does thunder and he knows that, you know the Hulk uh, is very very strong and the shield can't break and everything like that so it's just really cute so we bought him like a it's supposed to be a book that he can start reading but obviously that's not anywhere close so we've been reading that one but uh, yeah he's been really into his Marvel stuff which will be good for him when he can start watching the Marvel movies mm-hmm. yeah because it's weird because we're trying to show him like a video online but it's like oh we probably really shouldn't show him any of the MCU like the the new modern things because it's a little bit too violent and everything right, right. so trying to find like cartoons or something but uh, show him ninety Spider Man ninety Spider Man yeah yeah well we haven't gotten to Spider Man he doesn't know Spider Man yet
0: he just knows the the core Avengers at this point in time see William actually we got William he's been moved into his big boy bed okay which is actually Laura's first big girl bed from her that we we salvaged it from her parents it's like a well it's not 30 year old bed but it's it's an old bed at this yeah. point. So we bought him we bought him big boy sheets and wouldn't you know it we bought him Marvel character sheets. So William has become very f- friendly with the Avengers as well as of late. But it's an interesting bit because it is Avengers but it's not all Avengers. Okay. Like so it's it's the Avengers and Spider-Man. It's like Spider-Man just takes out the people who no one cares about. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> right. it's Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, and Spider-Man. So no Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're boring characters. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, no knows? Hulk, I guess, though. Oh, no, Hulk is in there. Hulk oh, okay. is in there. Yeah, Hulk and Hulk, Iron Man and Spider Man are the ones that he can say pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. But Black Widow and Captain America, he still needs. He's still working on his pronunciation of right, um, right. Yeah. Working. Well, they're a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really funny because because Spider Man is suddenly like his favorite, and I I, I loved this because most of William's clothes are hand me downs from his cousins, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we found was a shirt. It was a pajama shirt of Spider Man. We don't know where the pants are, but we got the shirt. Yeah. So so we said to William, like, William, look, we found, we have the Spider Man shirt. Don't, you love Spider Man? He's like, Spider Man, Spider Man. We're like, you want to wear it? He's like, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Like, okay. We put it on him, and then he got real upset. I'm like, what? why are you so upset? He's like, Spider Man. And we're like, okay. Like, you're, you're wearing the Spider Man shirt. And he's like, no, no, Spider Man, Spider Man. And then we realized he doesn't want to wear the Spider Man shirt, he wants to look at it. Oh, so we fair. had to take it off him, put on a different shirt and then set up the Spider-Man shirt like, on his shelf <laughs> so that he could look at it while he went to bed. Well, well Mike, I have a revolutionary idea. Have you tried a mirror? We, did. we the- did. Oh, wait, it didn't well, work. <laughs> we, well, here's the thing. We, we didn't have a mirror at the oh, time. Oh, right. We have that's a mirror. Fair. We have a mirror now. So okay. Okay. yeah, William likes to we have we have to mount it on the wall. So it's sort of sitting on his floor but he goes up to it and he kisses himself. (laughs) So there's like this mirror with like this ridiculous smear in the middle of it. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's
1: good. It's funny how quickly they latch on to these things. eh? like, You know, all Ben knew about was the the literal symbol of the shield, and that was it. Now he's all about Captain America for some reason. So, go figure, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The only other thing that Ben's been doing is he can now, I'm going to say a third of the time, get Google to do the stuff that he wants to do. Really? Yeah. So, you know, he can sometimes active. Once Google is activated, he's usually pretty good, but getting Google to listen to him saying, hey, Dougal. You know, some Mm. it's like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, he can do he does occasionally a song, but it's usually the lights. He can get the lights to turn on and off. Or if he doesn't like the music, he can just yell at it to the stop or whatever. But uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I feel like this is a, a milestone kind of thing. You know, talking to Google
0: the first time. You know,
1: especially for for their generation, you know. I was gonna
0: say, are we adding this to the 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 kids? Yeah, books? it's
1: right in his notes now. Yeah, milestones right. milestones. First
0: spoke to Google. That's right. We're
1: we're heading down uh, that Blade Render path. where We all have like the live-in little robot hologram things, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, as far as Wes goes, he's still going strong. As of today, he can hold his head up for the most part, mm-hmm. and. It's weird because all these Wes stories are like super boring because we've talked about them two years ago, (laughs) you know, with our own kids, but uh, yeah, or with our other kids. But today, too, we were dancing in the basement, Ben and I and and Wes and I had Wes on my lap and kind of did like, you know, as much as a little 60 week old can dance. And the next thing I notice, his head kind of goes like flops to the side and his arms get all limp. And he fell asleep while he was dancing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Apparently it's a good technique to put your kids to bed. Just hold them up and shake them around a little bit. And they'll eventually pass out.
0: I have a video of William on his old bouncy thing. Like, he had, you know, there's a little horse. They're not horses, but, um, It's a little jumper jumper? thing. It's not a jolly jumper, but it's a different kind. It's the one where it's like you put the kid in the center and it's like a circle. with. Oh, uh, yeah. not a walker, a bouncer. bouncer. It's a bouncer. So we put him in a bouncer. So I have this video of him and it's like it's just in the caption is party animal. And it's him just like as he's bouncing and the music's playing. And then and then it cuts to him like completely asleep. And it's like this party is pooped (laughs) so yeah that's one of my favorite videos of William is him falling asleep in the bouncer well like the music is blaring in his face I feel
1: like we'll definitely have that with Wes we never had it with Ben like the more tired he got the more energized he became Mm -hmm. so I think Wes will be the opposite I think he'll be the kid who falls asleep in his spaghetti kind of thing so of course I'm looking forward to that but yeah other than that Mike that's kind of it for kid stories for me it's uh, a little bit of a light week but you know
0: Can't all be amazing. Well, I got one fun one. Okay. Because I've talked about everything else I wanted to talk about with William already. And it's one that actually happened before we moved, but obviously I wasn't here to tell it. Mm -hmm. William, we have taught him what crocodile tears are. Oh, okay. Hilariously. He now identifies when he is fake crying to us. <laughs> <laughs> As if it wasn't obvious enough. Yeah. So, yeah. So when he's like crying, he's like, crocodile tears, crocodile tears. So we're like, ah, so you're faking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then if he's actually hurt, he'll be like, real tears. Real tears, and we're like, ah, so you really are upset this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's some top level parenting, Mike. That's yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. It was it's was funny because we just kind of said it to him one time, and he and it, again he latched onto it, and now he's just, he says crocodile tears every time he's he's fake crying. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny, Mike. Well,
1: what do you want to talk about now? We got we got a lot of tech stuff to rifle through. What do you want yeah, to start you, with? You
0: got stuff that you wanted to talk about last week, and your wife was like babies let's talk about family.
1: Yeah, yeah. She wanted to up the educational ante of the show because we oftentimes don't talk about anything like that other than stories. But yes, the the Apple uh, Worldwide Developer Conference was, well, I guess last week now. Uh, Mike, I won't bore you with all the details because I know know you hate these episodes. But there were some big changes uh, that were coming out. And I'll just kind of talk about the the big ones so on ios the big focus this time was on facetime which was very exciting i don't really know the an- is it I'm falling it is in my well spaghetti. sorry exciting quote unquote exciting facetime has been great and then it kind of devolved into it's the same old shit over and over and it kind of supports multiple people but it kind of doesn't so what they've finally done is they've updated it to um work on Android as well now. So oh, you really. Can, yeah. So they've added the ability to, you know, FaceTime other Apple devices, but you can also provide a Zoom style link. So if you want to loop in your Android friends, they can then connect using the browser on their phones, which is kind of cool. It's finally supports noise cancellation because Mike, of course, it's 2021. I'm amazed it took this long to do it. One of the really cool things that they've added is called share play. So I'm not sure if you've heard of this or not. But it's basically you can do group watching or listening at the same time. So, like, you have Disney+, Plus, right? Yeah. And and you know how it has, like, you can watch with a group and you can basically watch the same movie with your friends and everything like that at the same time? Mm -hmm. Well, this is kind of the same idea. It hooks into Netflix. It hooks into Disney+, Plus or whatever, you know, YouTube video you want to watch. And it lets you FaceTime while watching the video or listen to the song or whatever. And I thought, you know, especially in this sort of COVID stuff, even though we're kind of dwindling away from that now, that's kind of cool. It's nice that you can watch the same thing at the same time and and still see someone's face there and interact with them while you're watching the movie. I think it can be used for more than just movies and songs and stuff. Uh, They have said it's an open API, so non-Apple products can actually take advantage of this, which I'm a little bit shocked that Apple is doing that. But hey, why not? Uh, I guess one of the things it does support is screen sharing. So, Mike, if you needed some tech support on your phone, you know you can screen share using the SharePlay thing, and it'll work fine.
0: Which is kind of kind of nice. I do have a question about what you're talking about with the movies and stuff. Are are you do you all have to own the same movie, or are you just say streaming it from your phone to everyone? Kind of. A thing? My understanding is you're
1: streaming it from your device, mm. but they used. um Subscription packages as their example. So like Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus. So I'm imagining you have to have this service. I'm pretty sure you'd have to do it for those particular instances. I'm not exactly sure where you'd land on like Spotify or Apple Music if you're going to sync that stuff, but we'll find out in the coming months. Oh okay one of the things that they were they've added in is the the ability to focus Mike which is obviously very important nowadays and basically what it is is they've changed how their notification system works so you can indicate to your device that hey I'm at work so I only want to be notified about you know work related items so if you post an Instagram picture in the morning it's not going to bother you at 10am it's going to wait till 5 p.m. when you've said, I'm now on home focus, you know, and it'll kind of give you access to more of the fun apps and stuff. It can either be manually initiated or it'll learn based on your habits. So I mean, eventually, it'll figure out that you work nine to five or eight to four or whatever it is you happen to do. So that'll be kind of interesting. Um, I could definitely see myself taking advantage of it and not get distracted by, you know, the various fun apps that I have on my phone while I'm supposed to be working, especially if you're doing like a work from home thing where work and and home kind of blend in all together at once right Mm -hmm. one other cool thing that they had or i guess two other cool things with ios is they've leveled up what they call the intelligence i believe google does this already but you can now search things based on pictures so if there's like a you know you, you take a picture of a sign and then you, you, you had some text on it you can actually highlight that text and paste it into like a text message or you can search it on Google or if it's a phone number on a sign you can phone it directly from the picture I like I said I'm pretty sure Android already supports it but it finally exists on on Apple now too which is really cool and it also lets you search based on what the picture actually is so the example that they used is you know it's a picture of a dog you can get more information on that particular dog breed. Right. If you wanted to figure out more about Black Labs or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, again, it just sort of integration in that way. Uh, last thing that they added was that wallets, the, the wallet app in iOS now supports your like driver's license. Uh, I'm sure that's kind of hit and miss depending on where your location is, but also supports digital car keys and digital hotel keys, um, which kind of plays nicely into HomeKit and stuff. So, you know, Mike, we were talking about your smart locks and stuff the other day. If you buy a smart lock that supports sort of a a touch style unlocking, you can just touch your phone to your lock and it'll unlock that way, you know, rather than having to t- pipe or type in the numbers or, you know, use like a geolocation kind of thing. It supports all that, which is kind of cool. Talking about the iPad OS, they updated that. The only thing I wanted to really talk about that was they have a live translation thing. And again, I think Google also has this, but it translates it as you're talking. You don't have to say the whole sentence, translate it, and then kind of hold your phone up to the person you're trying to communicate with or whatever. It'll do it as you're talking, which is pretty cool. One interesting thing I wanted to mention was is they've changed their iCloud service. So now you can purchase an iCloud uh, Plus opportunity. One of the things that they've added was what they call digital legacy. And it's basically what happens to your shit when you die. Oh, okay. You know, because oftentimes, yeah, if you, you go away, your passwords leave with you, you know, or something like that. And all the photos on your phone are no longer accessible. So now what you can do is you can actually kind of identify a next of kin member <laughs> on your phone. And then they'll be able to get to your phone and get to your pictures and all that kind of stuff uh, after the fact, which is like, it's not something i ever would have really thought of but at the same time it's like that's actually a good idea you know it's a good idea to provide that kind of information to maybe your wife or your kids or whoever you know uh, when the inevitable happens right so i thought that was kind of neat i think that's really about it that i want to pull up they've updated you know their home kit stuff it's got a couple extra things mac os has been updated the one mac os thing which was kind of cool is they have this universal control option
0: yes uh, this is the thing that i thought you were going to point out because i saw this pop up in a few places and it was like the only thing that i saw from the entire thing and i was like is he not going to talk about that? No, I'll talk <laughs> about it. I got said the cool stuff. So
1: universal control. So with Apple, they have a thing called Sidecar. Basically, what you can do is you can have your MacBook open. And if you've got an iPad or something, you can put it beside it and use it as an external monitor. What universal control does is it lets you now control your mouse on both your MacBook and on your iPad. And if you are some sort of crazy person who has a iMac MacBook and iPad all <laughs> kind of lined up in a row on your desk you can have one mouse and keyboard control all three devices at the same time but they'll all act as their own unique devices and I just thought that this was just like a really interesting technology I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure necessarily how practical it is but at the same time you know I, I can see a lot of uses for it because I hate touchpads and stuff right the so.
0: practicality where it came to me mm-hmm was shown in the demo where he was working on a presentation and he had an image on the iPad and he dragged it right from the iPad into the presentation on the MacBook. That's where the practicality came for me. Cause I couldn't tell you I, in this day and age where it's like, Oh, there's a laptop, there's a PC and there's a surface tablet right there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of moments where it's like, Oh, I need this file. Oh shit. Which device is it on? Oh shit, is it in the cloud? Can I is, do I have to go and actually get it? You know, yeah. that kind of a thing. For somebody like me who's, you know, does art stuff, I could see that being very handy of like, "Oh, I I did this sketch on my iPad. Let's transfer it to the MacBook and now I can put it on the t-shirt design that I was working on sure, and upload yeah. it to my website." You know, something like that. So that's that's the kind of use case for me that I I could see it being very interesting. This other I mean maybe maybe you bring your your iPad with you to to a conference and you record an interview that you didn't think you were going to get and then you can transfer that onto your your macbook straight away and, and start editing it or something like that i mean i did i did read that i think you need at least there's at least two subscriptions that you have to pay for at the same time for it to be running like you need to have the iCloud and there's something else as well that needs to be running for it to be able to work like you need to have the same account in two different accounts across three devices, or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. I hadn't read that. I had just assumed it was as long as you had your same Apple ID on all the devices, it would work. I think
0: that's it. I think it's Apple ID and then iCloud. You have to have an iCloud device on all three. As oh, well. yeah,
1: yeah. Which if you have an Apple thing, you you just have that. Yeah, it's all kind of part of it. So, well, there you go. but yeah, either way it is you know a lot of nothing amazing, nothing like holy shit, this is going to change the world. But it's all like. Nice polish, you know what I mean. It was just they sort of, you know, got the got the hard edges out of the way, and it's a lot of things that people have been asking for for a long time, and yeah. So overall, overall, I was I was pretty pleased. I'm looking forward to when they release it all in uh, September. Anyway, Mike, that's my pared down Apple explanation for you. So hopefully, you didn't fall asleep. Hopefully, it wasn't too boring for you. But uh, we're through it now. I'm
0: picking the spaghetti out of my beard piece of it yeah yeah we're through it now Mm. but anyway yeah so mike i know we're going to talk about e3
1: yes but before we're going to talk about e3 i want to talk about well what what do i want to talk about let's talk about overwatch first mike okay you want to talk about overwatch sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can tell you you're really into it. They have finally announced that crossplay is coming to Overwatch. I which did is, see which this. Is very yes. exciting, yeah. But there is a monstrous asterisk associated with this.
0: Is this the one where it's if you're a PC player, you can't play with console players by default? Well, so that is,
1: I think, more or less how a lot of cross-play things work, is by default, you kind of stick with your own group of people. And yeah, stuff. like consoles with consoles and PCs with PCs. Yeah, because obviously there's, you know, equality of life experiences and everything like that. So, so you're right. So if you've got a mouse and keyboard, you play with other mouse and keyboard people. If you've got a controller, you play with other controller people. If you've played Fortnite over the last couple of years, you know that they does the same thing there. But yeah, so if... You know, Laura I know still plays it. If she wanted to play with me, I can bring her into my party and we can play together, but then she will be playing with other mouse and keyboard people. Yes. So as a result, they have made it explicitly clear that the competitive mode will not support crossplay. This is only for casual mode, yeah, exclusively. And it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, they they realize that the the controller person is going to get absolutely spanked if they play with keyboard people all the time. But hey, I guess at the same time it's nice to be able to play with your friends, you know. Once, no a matter wherever they are. Yeah. 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 However much disadvantage you might put them at, but again, it was it was weird because they released a little four minute video where the guy was like, "Listen here, you assholes. This is how it's going to work. We've gotten yes. so many questions about this, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah. Obviously, it's a little bit of a touchy point with them, but." I felt like we should bring it up. I do love overwatch. I'm excited for overwatch too. Yeah. So it'd be cool to play cross play, even if it happens to be just casual mode. I don't know yeah. if Laura
0: plays competitive or not, but she does every so often. I yeah. think most she spends a lot of her time in the arcade area where there's like the four V four modes and the, and the ones where you're like, you're a character. I can't remember what it's called, but you, they, every time you get a kill, you're a different character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the name is, but I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, those are the those are the ones that she
1: likes. Good. Okay, Mike. Before we get E three, I had one more thing. Mm-hmm. There is one new player in the video game market now. You know, watch your back. Sony and Microsoft. Tesla is stepping in. Uh, they have announced their their newest Tesla Model S, and it supports a. PlayStation Five like gaming experience on the TV console thing that's built into the cars. Yes, so they demonstrated it by playing Cyberpunk at you know full high res resolution at you know sixty frames a second and everything like that. So I know that uh, you found the PlayStation Five to be a little pricey at six hundred bucks us mm-hmm. so i don't think you're gonna have to worry because this one starts at 130 thousand dollars us that's not uh, bad that's yeah. not bad not bad for a gaming console right no yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> i just thought it was kind of funny that they're including this in a in a car it's like why but i guess at the same time if you're at a charging station or something you want to kill 15 minutes you might as well fire it's up true again.
0: it's it's a good way to to kill some time and i mean As long as there's something in place, and I'm pretty sure there is, something in place that's like, you cannot play this while you're driving. (laughs) Yes, yeah, no, yeah, it's
1: definitely locked down pretty hard, I believe. You have to be in park or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, I got to bring it up people need to know you know about this gaming experience that uh none of us will likely ever experience
0: so yeah not at that price no for sure (laughs) but hey there's all sorts of other experiences for gaming that uh before we even get into e3 stuff some news that came out slightly before e3 was xbox announced that they're basically going to start incorporating their game pass service into pretty much whatever the hell they want and you can expect to see smart TVs with game pass built into it. The, th- the game streaming and, and, and all sorts of partnership devices where it's just going to be p- included as part of it when you buy it, like it, not even, it's not something you have to go out of your way to install or anything. It'll be already on there or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that that's kind of and also that they're also going to be making probably their, their sticks, the streaming sticks. Yes. Like we were yeah. I was just about, about it.
1: to mention that. Yeah. So I, I mean, they're going all out, man, and it's it's clear Game Pass is their future. They don't give a shit about selling another Xbox console as long as
0: you buy the Game Pass. Yes, and there'll be more on that a little bit later, Yes, absolutely. Yes, but uh, before we get to E3, let's spend some time at the Summer Games Fest, shall we? Sure. So Summer Games Fest was because last year when E3 got canceled, Summer Games Fest was formed to fill the void of E3 in our lives. And this year, E3, even though E3 came back, Summer of Games Fest was like, well, so what? We're going to come back anyway and <laughs> and do our, our thing. So it was really funny to watch events being announced. Like, hey, Xbox is going to do their conference. Square Enix is going to do their conference and watch E3 and Summer Game Fest. Both be like, as part of Summer Game Fest, watch the Xbox Bethesda. As part of the E3 experience, watch this Xbox Bethesda experience. You know, yeah. like, it, was, it was just really funny to watch that. And to the point where E3 actually sent like a cease and desist to jeff keely who's in charge of the summer games fest to be like you can't stream our events <laughs> like people are like what is this bullshit yeah no <laughs> kidding oh yeah so, was, uh... someone feels a little threatened is what it seems to me mm-hmm. which is really funny because also last year when the summer games fest was announced was jeff keely also announced that he was not going to be working with e3 that year before they had canceled it so it was kind of a little bit of a shade thrown back and forth sure, between last yeah. year and this year but summer game fest somebody i saw someone describe it as summer snooze fest <laughs> and, <laughs> and i mean there were some interesting things in there but nothing world shattering unless you were really excited for elden ring
1: i am not i've never even heard of it
0: yeah elden ring is not something i cared about much either but i knew of it because i travel in enough circles to have heard about it Elden Ring is the new game from From Software, the people responsible for Dark Souls. Okay, okay. Yes. So, as you as you know, those Dark Souls fans are very rabid. Rabid. That's a good way to put it <laughs> for for new Souls like experiences. And Elden Ring is the the newest one, and it kind of got announced in 2019, and then no one ever heard anything about it until like this new trailer dropped and everywhere. And it also drops a release date, which is in January. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Elden Ring is real. And that's how they actually closed out Summer Game Fest as as the big end piece. But it was really funny, too, because also I, I did see I didn't see it before. But on, on Twitter, I saw somebody posted months ago. There was a leak of the Elden Ring trailer mm-hmm. and people were like, oh, that's an internal trailer. When you finally see Elder Ring again, it won't be that trailer it was that trailer <laughs> <laughs> right right but also things that were that were shown you were talking about overwatch 2 and how excited you were about overwatch 2 well they made a big deal that overwatch 2 was going to be involved in the summer game fast presentation and they were there and they showed off baptiste's new look and they showed off sombra's new look and that was about all they showed off
1: right well i gotta save all the good stuff for blizzcon you know
0: yeah, of course of course and then also, they showed off this will be for, for Nikolai because Jeff Keighley is very good friends with Hideo Kojima. So, of course, when he's like, We have a special guest, who do you think it will be? It's, it's Kojima, stupid. Like, we yeah. all know it's Kojima because you're super duper best friends with, uh, you know, Secret Handshakes with Kojima. There's no way Kojima's not making an appearance at your Summer Games Fest. Well, they announced Death Stranding Director's Cut. So I'm sure he'll be very happy to play through Death Stranding all over again with like, I don't know, 10 minutes of new content. Because for what I heard, the original is very robust and there's not too much that must have been cut from it. So
1: (laughs) I mean, you can carry a couple more packages this time around, maybe, maybe maybe extra horsepower
0: that the PS5 provides. Perhaps so. But it is on PS5, which I I did not mention. But you were correct in in saying such. Yes, uh, the director's cut is for PS5. And depending on its price, I might pick it up because it's funny, actually, because right now the Days of Play sale is going on for PlayStation, where Mm -hmm. they take some of their best selling games and they sell them for super cheap. And, And Death Stranding was one of those games. And I actually almost pulled the trigger on it. And I was like, ah, but I'm moving and it's not a good time to pick up a new game. So I didn't buy it. And then all of a sudden they're like, here's a better version. And I'm like, oh, well. Maybe I won't buy it after all. <laughs> so, but if it's not the same price as what I was going to buy it for, then I'm not going to buy it. So Right, right. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was super duper fun at Summer of the Game Fest. But the fact that nothing is popping out should tell me to just move on to E3 in general. And it's been a very mixed mixed reaction from what I'm seeing online. Some people think that it's it's been going great some people have been saying like hey don't be so mean they've put all this together in a pandemic i'd like to see you do better in a pandemic <laughs> right, right. you know and then there are some people who are like this is the greatest e3 of all time but i mean i've been following along where i can i haven't been as as glued to e3 as i've been in the past because normally you know e3 is basically like a you know a holiday for me where I, you know i I, I watched three days worth of, of video game trailers and just have a great time. Well, I was a bit busy, so I wasn't yeah. watching too many game trailers like, or or too many of the events, but we'll go through what we, what we can. That was that was interesting. On Saturday, they had the Ubisoft Forward event and the fact that I can't remember a single thing that happened at the Ubisoft forward event means that there isn't too much interesting to (laughs) happen. All I know is that they did. They talked more about the Assassin's Creed Valhalla season pass, because that's something that I'm, I'm tempted to buy because that's also on sale right now. And I do have Assassin's Creed Valhalla sitting Mm -hmm. in my backlog right now. I also know that they talked a lot about Far Cry. I'm not really paying attention to Far Cry. They talked about the Splinter Cell TV show, but not much. They just kind of were like, it it exists kind of a thing. They also talked about that Mythic Quest show because they they are involved in the that Apple Plus show. They're involved in the production of that show, and I think a lot of people were really like, "Stop talking about your TV shows and your movies. We want to wa-, You know, we want to see your video game content." <laughs> right. And and then Gearbox did an event where they talked about the movie, their Borderlands movie, and people were like, "Stop talking about your your movies. I want to <laughs> know about your video game content." Actually, Gearbox also talked about a game that was revealed at the summer game fest which is i can't remember exactly what it's called but it's a sequel to their borderlands 2 dlc that they did which was tiny tina's it's like dungeons and dragons she has like a dungeons and dragons campaign as part of borderlands 2 okay and they've basically spun it off into its own game because it was so popular and it's got some like celebrity cameos in it like andy samberg is one of the main characters and but uh, yeah, so it's it's, it's a Borderlands D and D style game. So like it's I think I think it's still a first person shooter, but it's not technically a Borderlands game. Like it doesn't say Borderlands in the title, but it's a Borderlands game because there are Borderlands characters in Ooh, it. Yeah. So yeah, some sort of spinoff. Yeah, yeah. So they talked about that at their showcase a little bit more. Then there was just a kind of a couple other showcases that didn't really light the world on fire. Sunday was where the big stuff happened. So Sunday was, first we'll go with the Xbox Bethesda Games Showcase. And this is basically where all the air from E3 has been sucked up by, is the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase. Because Mm -hmm. normally, normally it's all like, well, Xbox is what's xbox going to do to combat playstation and then what did playstation do to combat xbox those are usually the conversations well playstation's not there this year so it's basically been like holy shit xbox holy shit you did this you did this amazing like yeah, yeah. that's been the conversation so as you were talking about before game pass was a real big feather in their cap when it came to their presentation i believe they said 30 games were shown in their presentation. 27 of those games are coming to Game Pass day one. So the day those games release, they are coming to Game Pass, which is insane. No, like, it's it's huge. I mean, you think, what, 27
1: games at somewhere between 40 and 80 bucks a pop? You know, how much is that going to cost you? Whereas now, a dollar? <laughs> if you get that like $1 for three months deal that they have, like... Man, talk about getting rid of buyer's remorse and, and all that type of stuff. Like, yeah, you pick it up and you try all of them. You see which ones stick. And if you're a guy like you, you can buy it full price after the fact if you wanted. Like, that's, that's what I looked at it. It's like, you know, as a parent, there was a couple games where they really caught my eye. And it's like, I'm probably not going to buy any of these because I don't have the time. But if I only had to pay, you know, a couple bucks a month, yeah, maybe
0: I would. Maybe I would buy it, right? Yeah, well, there's actually... I saw an article. I think it was Forbes that did it. Mm-hmm. It was basically like, let's just say that you you were buying... like Xbox and PlayStation have an exclusive that come out every month for a year. On Game Pass, you get it included in Game Pass. On PlayStation, you have to buy that game at full price. After a year, the price that you would have paid for Game Pass versus the price that you would have paid on PlayStation for the same amount of games was literally the cost of the subscription to Game Pass and a new Xbox for if you were to buy only the games on PlayStation.
1: Oh sort of yeah, the the classic way of paying versus the subscription, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you it's it's and then if you were to do it a year later, like it's like it's even it's it's less than half for what you'd be paying versus mm-hmm. buying 24 months of straight PlayStation exclusives. So, like, the, I see the value proposition, you know, and then on top of that, you also get access to other games on top of it. So you you've, even if you only play those 24 games, you still have access to tons of other games as well. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, it gets rid of... I mean, we've talked about Game Pass a million times, but I mean,
1: it gets rid of the, oh, you know, Mike and I were playing this game. Why don't you come play with us? Well, Do I want to pony up $30 for a game that you might get bored of, you know, in a week? You know, Mike, you said you had that story multiple times where you finally plunked down the cash to play with your buddies, and then they had moved on to another game right afterwards, right? And You know, with Game Pass, you don't need to worry about that. And, you know, or if you got... You know, like us, we've got kids and their attention spans are about a quarter second long. They can bounce between 15 different games and it doesn't matter. And yeah, I, I don't know. I At this point, at this point, Mike, I don't see a downside. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really don't. I mean, I'm sure the only real downside is if the game gets removed and you really like the game. Well, you're out of luck. You know, you have to buy the game outright or you just stop playing it. I mean, for me, once I've played the single player campaign, it's unlikely I'm going to return to it. Right. Unless it's a multiplayer game I love. But yeah, I am very curious to see if Sony comes out when they have their, you know, Sony only E3 equivalent. If they're going to come out with some sort of Game Pass equivalent option or, you know, maybe with PlayStation Plus, there's some sort of discount thing that you can apply. Or if they're just going to say, no, no, we're the big fish here. We're going to keep doing it. As we've been doing
0: it, right? The thing that I've noticed lately when it comes to PlayStation is they've really upped their game on the PlayStation Plus side. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like every month has a real big, like, like because that's the thing when you get Xbox Live, like games with gold. The games you get on games with gold every month are shit. They're always shit, right? And and that was usually how they compared the the you know oh what's better xbox or playstation well look at the playstation plus games for this month and the games with gold games the playstation plus games always have blown the games with gold games out of the water but the thing is is all of the really good games are on game pass now like you don't need the games of the gold because the the good games worth playing are on on game pass but the playstation plus games like there's a lot of big games that that are are debuting on PlayStation Plus. Like case in point, I haven't seen it yet, but a game that was announced at the Xbox conference was a Plague Tale Requiem. Mm-hmm. Plague Tale is a sequel to one of my favorite games of 2019, and I, I we've talked about that before on the show. I actually loved a Plague Tale Innocence, which was the first game, a lot, and the rumor is that there is going to be a remaster of that game. And it is going to be the PlayStation Plus game for July. So right. bam, that that game is going to debut for free for PlayStation Plus members. So mm-hmm. they're not doing the same kind of thing that Game Pass is doing, but they're still getting big games and releasing them day one. Uh, like a perfect example was this month. There was a day one game as one part of PlayStation Plus. I don't remember if there was one in April or march but february there was definitely a day one game no no april was Oddworld Soulstorm was a day one game mm-hmm. for playstation plus the control what is it called why i i it i can't remember the damn name <laughs> of it the control ultimate edition was a day one release playstation plus title like right so they're they're getting big titles and that's how they've been combating They there was a rumor, like uh, not even a rumor. The the president Jim Ryan he said they're working on it, like they're working on their own version. their own at some point, but they haven't said what it is. My assumption is they're just going to fold PlayStation Now into PlayStation Plus at some point. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, rather than come up with like a whole Game Pass copy, basically, right. Yeah, because they're already doing essentially Game Pass like they've been doing PlayStation now has existed longer than Game Pass. But the difference is you're not getting the big titles as they release. You're Mm -hmm. getting them like months and years later. Is PlayStation now streaming only or can you download the
1: game to your device? Depends on what system the game originated. Right. Okay. yeah. If there's like emulation or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If it's a PlayStation 3 game, you have to stream it. But if it's a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 2 game, you can download it and play it from there. Right. Okay. Okay. And PlayStation 5 is also not on PlayStation now yet either. Right. So, well, I, I know we're getting off topic here, but like, I, I have one more question about it. Do you,
1: as a you know PlayStation diehard guy, do you feel threatened by Game Pass or do you look at it as a, hey... For for ten bucks a month or whatever it costs, I can play a couple of these games I've been wanting to play forever, and I don't have to buy an Xbox or something. Like, do you see it as a positive for PlayStation people or
0: a negative for PlayStation people?
1: And you're speaking for all hundred million of them or whatever. Yes, right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what I
0: say is how it will be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing because like I, uh, one of the reasons that that PlayStation and they said this in in interviews is why a reason that they don't have a similar service is because it's not sustainable, according to them. You can't spend three to five years making it and hundreds of millions of dollars making this game and then basically give it away for free as soon as it comes out. Like, they've done the modeling on their end and they're like, we can't pull this off. But then Microsoft has an infinite checkbook, you know, like... Well, and... Microsoft, sorry, not to interrupt, but Microsoft has proven that that's not necessarily
1: correct. I mean, we're talking about business software and stuff, but they make more money off of Office
0: 365 than they ever did off the off the shelf office that you'd buy. Right. Right. But what but what I mean is in the sense of like PlayStation, PlayStation is not the kind. It's it's not a big as big a company as Sony is not a bigger company than Microsoft is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like Xbox is gaming division, the gaming division of Microsoft is only 7% of the total Microsoft business strategy. Right. Like like there, there are people, if you talk to anyone, I'm not saying I have these conversations with them, but (laughs) anything that you, anyone you see online talking to pundits or, or insiders or anything, not one person will tell you that game pass is profitable for Microsoft. They Mm -hmm. are losing money on it. Yeah. But, That doesn't matter to them. They are getting eyeballs. They're getting people like eventually there will be a tipping point, but right now they are losing. They're on the red on game pass, but it is moving people to their platform and that's all they care about.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like Netflix when it first came out or Amazon or like they all, everybody loses money on subscription services until you hit whatever that magic number is. Right. So, but yeah, but I like I said, I was just curious if you view Game Pass from a PlayStation perspective. Is it good because now you can play it or is it a threatening thing? Like that's that's what I was really curious about. So
0: it's it's interesting in the sense of like. It's tempting. It's yeah. very tempting, you know, it's not like I I don't have a ton, as I mentioned, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, so no, of, course, of course, of so course. But if I you have... were if you were 18 years old again, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, if I was eighteen years old again, I would probably own an Xbox, and like y 'cause that's the thing, like you know, when it comes to how I was when I was eighteen, I had no money, I traded in games to buy new games, mm-hmm. and that's a period of my life, which is really this is a dumb thing to say, but it's a period of my life that I have a lot of regrets because there are games that I really liked, and I had to get rid of them right. you know like and and now if I was 18 and in the same boat, no money. Oh, well, then you only need the money for, for 15 bucks a month. You don't need, you know, the $60 for a game that and then, oh, well, now I have to trade it in if I want to pay for a new game kind of a thing. Right. It literally is just boop, bump, done. You know, if 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 I was growing up now, I would probably have a game pass and I probably have an Xbox.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it, the whole thing is very interesting but okay
0: let's let's talk about e3 <laughs> let's yeah. go back let's go, go back, back to e3 that. so of, of the games i mean uh, that's the thing about like there's a lot of xbox franchises because we were talking about the xbox conference and we didn't really talk about it besides game pass which is amazing yeah there's a lot of xbox games where it's just kind of like this is cool and i can appreciate this is cool but this is not for me right and Almost the entire Xbox presentation was, this is cool. And I can appreciate this is cool, but this is not for me. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing out of the entire, remember, they said 30 games were revealed in there. The only thing in there that I was like, that's a game I got to play was Plague Tale sequel. (laughs) okay okay so i have a bigger list than you do mike which is would surprising assume, yeah well i mean diablo 2 was in there so i know that's on your your well, it's, card, it's not because sure. i already own diablo 2 so oh, okay. yeah, but, uh, but like halo's in there and i mean i was never a big halo guy to begin with but yeah. i know that it's incredibly popular uh forza i know is incredibly popular and i will say this forza looked Gorgeous! Mm-hmm. It was the only game that they did any sort of real deep dive on, because that's a big complaint that a lot of the other places had. Where it was like, stop talking about behind the scenes stuff and show me the games. Well, in the Xbox One, it, they showed the games, but then they showed here's behind the scenes on Forza, and all it was on behind the scenes was like, doesn't this look like a photograph? Guess what? It's not. It's this is game. Holy shit! <laughs> it's very pretty. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of the games that tickled your well, fancy. With. I was going to say there was three
1: that did it for sorry four four that did it for me, and of course I'm going to show my age with
0: three of the four here. Was one but, of them Age of Empires? I was going to say Age of Empires <laughs> was one. I
1: always like I was always much more into Starcraft and Command and Conquer than Age of Empires, but no denying that Age of Empires was a great game. So yes, Age of Empires four definitely was interested in that. Back for Blood. Was oh yes, Back one, for Blood. Yeah, which they... is essentially Left for Dead three. So very interested in that because I love Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2. For those who don't know, it's basically a you know, there's a variety of modes, but it's a, a mindless co-op zombie shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of play it in a series of, you know, vignettes or episodes or whatever with you and your sassy buddies and you you work your way through and it's a great time. You don't need to be an amazing gamer, you don't need to be a professional. Like you can just however you want to play it, you can play it. And I mean, let me tell you, Mike, I you know more than anyone else does like when you have kids sometimes you don't want to have a real sit down and focus hard game you just want to let me just shoot something shoot some Mm -hmm. zombies you know and not have to think too hard so that one's coming out october twelfth, twenty 2021 another sequel mike (laughs) this is three for three now battlefield 2042 Mm -hmm. i'm super pumped about this one again there's no you know no guarantee i buy any of these games but that one looks awesome i loved battlefield Two, three, and four, kind of like those were the sort of the original ones. I think it kind of spans between, you know, 2005 and 2011 or something like that. But it looks absolutely insane. It's 128 people playing at one time. I mean, I don't know if you've played any Battlefield games before, Mike, but it was originally, I'm not going to say it's like a real life war simulator, but it kind of took itself a little bit seriously. And then as the time went on, they realized that the players were doing absolutely insane things during the games. Like, in one of the trailers, they have two, like, F-35s chasing each other. And the one guy ejects from his airplane, pulls a rocket launcher out of nowhere, and shoots the rocket launcher at the other airplane and blows it up. Well, that's an homage to an actual thing that happened during Battlefield 3. Like, it's a very famous clip. So it's clear that they're going to, like yeah you know what it kind of looks real but just do whatever crazy shit you can think of and it looks awesome i mm-hmm. i'm super pumped about that one uh that one's coming out 10 days later than than back for blood it's the 22nd of this year and then the one kind of weird one for me was starfield mm-hmm. did you did you see that one it looks kind of like a no man's sky ish sort of explore the galaxy kind of game right they, they didn't give too much about it like reveal too much but it looks interesting. Now that being said it's not coming out until November of next year, 2022.
0: That's right. But yeah. uh, it it did
1: it did kind of, you know, tickle my fancy. I love space. It looks like there's like
0: exploration and weapons and all that kind of stuff. So from you know, my it look- understanding it's essentially Skyrim in space. Skyrim in space. Okay. Yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's it's an RPG like similar to Skyrim, Fallout because I mean it's Bethesda. Yeah. But you made the you made the comment that you know i don't know if i all buy any of these games well there you go chris all those games are on game pass all of them except for battlefield that one's the only one that's not no battlefield is on there oh when i was looking
1: it up it said no i think that was one of the three that wasn't going to be on it but maybe i'm wrong i could have
0: sworn it was on there Uh, okay
1: either way yeah but again like that could be one of those things is i could plunk down you know the subscription for a few months and play them rather than buy you know
0: I don't know how much it is. Two hundred and fifty dollars worth the games, right? So, this is true. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do have actually, actually a question about Battlefield. Now that we're we're on it, this is not the first. This is not the first Battlefield twenty forty two, correct? Oh, you're thinking of Battlefield uh, twenty one forty two. Oh, okay, that's it. Because I was like, what? Like, I remember the last time they talked about. Because I I just assumed it was a spiritual successor kind of a thing. Yeah sort of like the like the call of duty modern warfare remake exactly exactly yeah yeah yeah. but i'm like the last time they did this like there was like giant mechs and stuff and and now they're getting a little more conservative with it and it's like oh no it's dudes in (laughs) wingsuits yeah yeah yeah. no it's
1: a little bit in the future and the the whole premise is it's like climate change has really gripped the earth Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know if you saw the trailer and stuff but like there's tornadoes and all kinds of like wind storms and snowstorms. It looks amazing. Like the graphics look absolutely amazing, but apparently it can in influence, you know, the map and everything like that, which seems awesome. Cuz that was always one of the things I loved about Battlefield is, you know, there's some guy hiding in the building. Well, that's fine, just blow up the building, you know? Like it it had so much interaction and stuff that way. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I only need to just, you know, find some friends who still play these kind of games that a ripe old age and uh, i gotta look for some like retirement village uh gaming club or something like that not not that i have time to play anyway but
0: well as an on-the-go corrections call de sac you are in fact correct that is one of the games that is not coming to game pass so yeah look at me e3 expert this year mike <laughs> <laughs> you wrote everything <laughs> down you knew what you were looking to see but yeah. also so the next thing that with this showed up on on sunday was the square annex uh their presentation and uh, they only did a 40 minute presentation and they really pissed everyone off
1: oh yeah how so i I haven't i never watched it i just read the articles after the
0: fact so first thing they announced was guardians of the galaxy and it's a single player game where you play as just star lord you don't play as any of the other guardians it's a single player story experience and people were like aha it's because avengers everyone hates avengers and it's like no that's that's not it at all it's that we were already making this game to be single player like it's we shut up that's not how it was yeah but but they also included a gameplay demo in their presentation as well as an avengers trailer because they have a new dlc pass coming to it's i think it's included like i'm pretty sure all the avengers events are free as part of uh, as part of the game. Okay. Uh, and, and it's a new event where they are bringing Black Panther in. And then there's a new story chapter that's Black Panther running around in Wakanda. Well, there's a 40-minute Square Enix presentation, and t- half of it was dedicated to Marvel games, and people were pissed. Um, <laughs> they actually shut down the live chat on YouTube because people were spamming ASCII penises in, oh, okay. in the chat like realistic ASCII gonna was was say like... so so why all the hate for the Marvel stuff? Because Square Enix has a lot of franchises okay. that are very popular that they were not talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean perfect example, there's Final Fantasy. Is a very popular Square Enix franchise mm-hmm. and they also have Final Fantasy 16 as a game it was announced and I'm sure people are clamoring for more information on Well, final fantasy 16 did not make an appearance. There were two final fantasy related announcements at the showcase. One was the biggest ball bust in the world and the other one left a lot of people scratching their heads. Okay. So one of them was a remastered collection of final fantasy one, two, three, four, five, Six. These are all the original pixelated ones off of the NES and the Super NES, right? And people have been clamoring for re-releases of these games for some time now. And then at the end of the trailer, it revealed that it's going to be on mobile, and people were like, "What is this bullshit? Put (laughs) them on consoles. Why isn't it on Switch? Why isn't it on PlayStation? Why would you do this? Why would you put it on mobile?" Yeah. Granted, it's also coming to Steam, but when that announcement happened, people were like, "Mobile!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like there are literally like you can find reactions, streams, reactions of people freaking out that it's going to right, right instead That's of actual right. consoles. Like I, there's a, a tweet I saw. And it was a guy like, the only thing I wanted E3 this year is them to announce remasters of Final Fantasy 1 through 6 so that I could play them through on my PS4. And then it was, why have you done this to me, Square (laughs) Enix? So that was the one thing that people were really upset about. And then also it leaked beforehand that Ninja Theory, the developer who made the Ninja Gaiden games, Mm -hmm. was making a Final Fantasy Souls-like game. So a, a game that's essentially supposed to be hard, like Dark Souls right but it is not Dark Souls but it is in a Final Fantasy world and it is Final Fantasy Origins which is supposed to take place before the original Final Fantasy so it's in the world of Final Fantasy 1 but it's a prequel and people saw it and it's like a dude in like a v-neck shirt and they're like what the hell is this (laughs) where is this guy and and also the guy says "chaos" in the trailer like a hundred times. So, like, if you see people making jokes on Twitter and Instagram about chaos, they're making fun of this trailer for this game. Right? Okay. Also, they released an exclusive demo on PS5 that is corrupted and doesn't work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so not a not a great day. You gotta wonder if these guys go
1: back home that night. And I'm like, oh shit, we we screwed up. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know?
0: Oh, yeah and and then another thing that was announced this there was a game called babylon's fall that was announced like i don't know 2018 or something like that and then it disappeared and it's by platinum games who are known for doing some fairly popular action games like uh like bayonetta is through them and uh also the near auto uh, near automata was was a game like that very well regarded action games so people were like can't wait! Give me another platinum action game. I'm all for it. And then it showed up at at E3, and it's revealed to be a live service game, and everyone just stopped caring about it. Oh, like, no. like we don't need another live service game. Why couldn't you just make it a single player action game? People would have been very happy and probably bought a lot of copies. So, so those were the big things I saw in the Square Annex conference. Warner Brothers did a Back for Blood conference. I didn't see anything at the PC gaming or Future Games show that, that came out that was interesting. Today, which is Monday, there was a couple of things. I didn't really see anything from any of the showcases today that lit the world on fire. There was Verizon. What, what was Verizon showing uh, <laughs> in television? Do you remember in television? They made a new Intellivision. Oh, are they, do they actually have one? Wow. Yeah, they made a brand new Intellivision. They had a presentation. Take-Two had a panel. Apparently, it was mostly developers talking. People were like, what? What is this? There was an indie showcase. I didn't see, see anything that was lighting the world on fire from the indie showcase. Apparently, Capcom had their own showcase. and People were like, what was the point of that Capcom? I it, The Capcom, what happened during dinner, and I was feeding William alone, so I have no idea what happened during it. <laughs> But but yeah, so apparently today was an absolute write off. But I'll tell you one thing I did see that is probably the craziest announcement I've ever seen at an E3 is uh, are you familiar with limited run games?
1: Yes. Yeah. You brought it up a couple of times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they do physical copies of digital, digital only games. And basically, they, it's a limited run. So they only do a few. They they're they've been doing an E3 announcement stream for a few years now and they they announced like oh here's a bunch of games that we're planning on doing and this year because i don't know how they they managed to pull these these physical editions off every so often they pull out a physical edition for an old system and i mean like old system okay they've done game boy games and they've done super nintendo games and nes games like just surprise here's a here's a 2020 nes game you know like like right that but I feel like they did they, they they put a feather in their cap this year. That is like, are you serious? How did you do this? They are releasing a TurboGrafx-16 game this year. Oh wow. <laughs> and and not, it's not just it's it's a Turbo Duo, which is like the add-on for the TurboGrafx-16. And to make it more impressive, it is actually like an official game that never came to turbo graphics that was in the pc engine which is the japanese name for the turbo graphics yeah so in japan they received one of the the best received castlevania games castlevania rondo of blood Mm -hmm. rondo of blood didn't officially come to north america until like 2007 when they included it as an easter egg in a psp game okay that was the that was the first time Rondo of Blood was ever available in North America in English. They are printing Rondo of Blood on Turbo Graphics <laughs> Turbo Duos to, to for the, at some point this year. That's absolutely insane! Like it's it's they're literally taking a game that was never released in North America that's like thirty years old, and they're they're releasing it here.
1: Wow, that's amazing! Mm-hmm. Is that comp- I guess what I was to say, but like that company still be around? I guess. Well, it's Konami. Oh, it is Konami is Konami. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, they'd still be around. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Cool.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but with the, which is funny because they're also releasing a different collection for PS4 because there's a there's a digital game called uh, Castlevania Requiem, which is Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night, which is its direct sequel, in one package on PS4, and they actually announced that they are doing the limited run for that as well. Which was really funny because they announced that and then Rondo of Blood. So it was like, what? Yeah. So very interesting that that they managed to do that. Limited run games. They're doing a really good job when it comes to like to doing these special runs of these digital only games to the point where it like makes me want to not buy a lot of digital games just to wait and see if they do it. Because I own I own Castlevania Requiem. I bought it on a sale. I just never got around to playing it. It's in my backlog of games and now there's a a physical version coming i'm like i ought to bought that but i already own it like there's no point in me buying it now yeah how much of a how much of a premium are on these the the printed ones i'm trying to think of a good example i believe i believe because i got scott pilgrim recently and i believe that was 39.99 us when i bought it and i think they were selling it for 20 bucks maybe 25 uh, so almost uh, not quite double something not like that. quite yeah. yeah but it's enough because obviously they have to you know pay for sure uh, yeah of course yeah stuff. yeah so but like those things sell and they sell out and then they're worth an insane amount of money <laughs> yeah of <laughs> so, course yeah so i can't imagine i can't imagine a year from now when that rondo of blood turbo duo cartridge comes out how much that's gonna cost <laughs> yeah are you buying it mike no, because I don't own a Turbo Duo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Ha- oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it I works was under the impression the Turbo Duo. it would. I was under the impression it would be a. You know, you pop it in your PS5, and it's the old game, not the literal Turbo Graphics. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, that's literally the Turbo oh, Graphics oh, yeah. game. Okay, that's a very yeah, yeah, as, exclusive I, group. Yeah, as I said, the original. They they did port it over to. Uh, you know a North American system in two thousand and seven on the PSP, yeah. And then they, and then again in this PS4 collection, maybe two years ago. Yeah. So, but yeah, again, that game came out like two years ago. Am I going to wait ten, two years to play a game and hope that it gets announced as a physical copy? <laughs> no, you're going to buy it twice, Mike. Come on, we both know. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I, uh, to be fair, every game, the only game that I've bought twice of the limited run games that I do own is Scott Pelgrim, and it's because. I bought Scott Pilgrim when it originally came out on PS3. And oh, then this okay, is yeah. a PS4 version of it. So that's, that's the difference. So.
1: Yeah. makes sense. Well, we should, we should end this episode, Mike. We should end for a while. it's a perfect while.
0: time. It's a perfect time because I've run out of things to talk about. For yeah. There you go. So, so I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of part-time Rose is full-time dad. Should we bring back Tiff? To read the outro
1: <laughs> it's almost my favorite part of the episode is trying to get her to remember the bits
0: <laughs> okay so last last week after the episode released laura was listening to it and we were sitting out enjoying our brand new deck and i came out to join her and, and i was starting to talk to her she's like hold on tiff is about to start <laughs> trying to do the ending and then we <laughs> sat there for like three minutes while she just in I to me it was silence But Laurie just basically was sitting there laughing for three minutes while (laughs) Tiff prattles through the end of it. Yeah, tries to
1: piece it together. Yeah, you'd think after 139 episodes, but at the same time,
0: yeah, I can understand it. I still have to read it from a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. But You could have just asked me to send you the paper. But anyway, you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and all your favorite podcasts and services. If you want to get a hold of us or let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerdsfultime or reach us on our Twitter or our Facebook accounts at PT nerds, FT Dads. We'll be back next week for more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again, as soon.